0: Hello everybody, this is Dr. Paul coming back at you with the Live On Purpose podcast. We're throwing a show out there at least once a week geared toward helping you to live on purpose, to take this life of yours, take control, get your hands squarely on that steering wheel, and start living on purpose. And I like the double meaning of that phrase, that you will... You will have a purpose, some reason for your life, and that you will do it intentionally. That's what Live On Purpose means, and that's what we're helping you to do every week with the Live On Purpose podcast. Spread it around. We want to get the word out to as many people as possible that we are here talking about these principles on a regular basis and helping you to take control of your life. So I'm glad to be here with you again today coming at you from the Live On Purpose studios in Orem, Utah. And I have a a special guest again in studio today. I'm going to try to have a guest here as often as possible. My guest today is life coach, counselor, therapist, extraordinaire, Summer Morris.
1: Hello. (laughs) I'm glad to be here with you.
0: It's good to have you here, Summer. I'm glad that you've uh, joined us for this podcast today. We've got a I think a fascinating topic for today's discussion, and it has to do with self-esteem. Right. Now, you and I have talked a little bit about this. Well, actually, we've talked quite a bit about this in the past. Yeah. And we're both coming from, from a background of helping people in a counseling setting mm-hmm. to, uh, to take control of their life, really, but to help to, uh, to understand especially how their emotions uh, interface with their behaviors and with their relationships and everything else. All
1: areas of their life, absolutely.
0: And how you feel about yourself has a heck of a lot to do with everything else that's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to give you just a few minutes okay. to introduce yourself a little bit. Tell our listeners who you are, what you're up to. Um, just take it away for a minute, please. Okay.
1: Well, like Dr. Paul said, my name is Summer Morris, and I've been working with him for the last four years or so, and um, as a counselor, and have recently licensed in June, and have more, more so, more recently, um, be, became a life coach with Dr. Paula and the team at Creation Tree Coaching, and I'm mm-hmm. really excited for that area. It's, it's definitely a different um, outlook and a different way of communicating with people, and it's really exciting, and I, look, I look, really look forward to it. It's been really fun so far, so I hope it continues mm-hmm. to go so.
0: Well, and it's interesting, isn't it, are coming from a mental health background, Mm-hmm. which both of both you and I do. Right. And we've worked together at preferred family clinic for quite a while. Yeah. And, uh, I want to give a little shout out to the clinic too, because what a fantastic service is being provided there by a team of skilled therapists to help people overcome some of the barriers that they face. And traditionally in the mental health world, where we talk about diagnosis and insurance billing and all of those kinds of things, uh it's just a powerful intervention, you might say well, and it's a when tool something's like, gone wrong
1: right. I think it's a tool that many people don't recognize or don't want to um have and be an aid in their life, but when they do and when they choose to allow that aid, extraordinary things happen, and amazing things mm-hmm. happen in their life, and there's freedom and peace and happiness that's created in their life. It's a pretty amazing mm-hmm. experience
0: so preferred family clinic. That's located in Provo, Utah, and if if you want more information about the clinic and the mental health side of things, I would encourage you to visit the website preferredfamilyclinic.net. dot net, and there's some some information there. If that's the kind of service that would be helpful to you or your family, and uh, Summer, you and I have been affiliated with that clinic for eons, <laughs> at least I have yeah. been, <laughs> and. uh I wanted to take just a moment and I talked about this a little bit last week with Ross Moore, who's also in creation tree coaching. Uh, there is a difference between therapy and coaching. right? And I get that question quite often. What's the difference? (laughs) How, how is it different? Why is it different? If you'll think of it in terms of a spectrum of mental health and on this spectrum, it starts clear over on the left-hand side with illness and sickness and pathology and diagnosis. Well, what's on the other end of the spectrum? What do you think most people say, Summer, when I ask that?
1: There's normalcy,
0: right? Being or <laughs> I'm health, normal. or I'm okay. And I'm going to put that right in the middle, mm-hmm. because, well, think of it in terms of your physical health for a minute. You can be sick in bed, having a fever, blowing chunks, whatever you want to. <laughs> I shouldn't get too graphic. Huh? And and it's clear to you and everybody else that you're sick. Right. Okay, there comes a time when you get over the fever, you're not feeling so sick anymore, you get back out of bed, and you're no longer sick. So that's right in the middle of the spectrum. If sick is on the left-hand side, then not sick is right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Well, there's this whole other side of the spectrum. Over here on the right-hand side, if you're picturing it graphically, where you go from just being not sick to being truly fit and healthy. And thriving and prospering, and living the life that you love—that's the way we like to talk about it here on Live on Purpose. (laughs) Well, that's a whole different ball game than uh, dealing with the sick. Completely different emotion.
1: There's a completely different emotion I think that's involved of not feeling sick anymore compared to like the words they used—you know, thriving and feeling prosperous—and there's a lot more emotion. That is greater that we don't often include in our in our vocabulary.
0: That's right. And so uh, one way to look at the differences between therapy and coaching is to look at that spectrum. And on therapy, we're trying to help people to get from the sick end to the not sick place. Mm-hmm. Right. And hopefully, uh, I found this in my therapy practice, that I was often able to take people beyond that not sick place to where they were really doing quite well. But there's a problem that occurs because in that model, typically it's an insurance pay model. And what does the insurance company do as soon as you're not sick anymore?
1: They cut you off. You don't need to be in counseling anymore if you're it, doing okay. <laughs>
0: that's right. It's no longer medically necessary. Right. That's the terminology in the insurance world. But does that mean that there's nothing else to do?
1: Absolutely not.
0: No. And so that's, what, that's where coaching comes in. Uh-huh. And for those who are really interested in taking their life, I like the book by Jim Collins. It's called Good to Great. And he, it's a business book, but it, it applies to many aspects of life. In fact, we're doing a two-day couples retreat later in September with that title, Good to Great. What if you could take this life that is good and turn it into a life that's great? Wouldn't that be awesome? Awesome. What if you could take your current income and double or triple it? Wouldn't that be cool? What if you could take your marriage and transform it into this wonderful, great marriage? Uh, So it applies in every aspect of life, and that's what coaching is all about. And Summer, as I've watched you make a similar transition to the one that I've made, going from the therapy to the coaching, and still doing a little bit of both. Uh-huh. I know that you're still involved with preferred family clinic and doing some of the therapy and the yeah. things, Yeah, yeah, uh, but you've really taken an interest in this coaching
1: mm-hmm. also. Right.
0: What is it that appeals to you about that summer?
1: Well, as I, I think it was, we're, you know, visualizing the spectrum again, I think that it's, there's definitely a need in both areas. And for me, one of my, you know, life purposes and mission is to make sure that I'm doing my part to help all areas and not just one side of the spectrum or the other. I feel for me, and it's different for everyone, but for me, I, I right now in my life, I feel that there's a need for me to be doing both things at once. Um, mm-hmm. at the same time, I think that, you know, again, the different population of people you work with, um, there's a need in all areas. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like That's true. that I, that I'm needed and I want that I feel like that my skills and my abilities can better um, both populations of people. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm really excited to continue to do both coaching and if things really excites me because I think there's a stronger, again, like I said earlier, there's a stronger emotion that's involved and a need for um, greatness instead of mm-hmm. just goodness. Like you had said, to use those words, there's a need for greatness in people's lives. And I think we get too comfortable not feeling sick or feeling, mm-hmm. you know, that things are normal. And I think that there's something beyond that. And I really am excited about helping people see that.
0: Well, if we go back to the book that I referenced earlier, uh-huh. Jim Collins, Good to Great. In the opening lines of that book, he says, good is the enemy of great. <laughs> and that's because of what you said, you know, right. you become comfortable mm-hmm. or satisfied or complacent even in the place that you are, because it's not bad. Right. It's good. Right. You know, but then your motivation to become great gets tapped. So let's, before we go to this first uh, commercial break, I want to talk about the topic that we'll be introducing, self-esteem. Right. This is a word that's tossed around a lot in the therapy world, Mm -hmm. but also in the coaching world, because this is something I think everyone deals with. Is there something you'd like to say about that, just as an introduction to the topic?
1: Well, one of the areas that, as I've you know met with a number of people, this is often what uh, we talk about. Whether you present with a concern about one thing or another, often self-esteem comes up as one of the barriers that is. Holding them back or that they feel like is binding them in their progression. And I think oftentimes as adults, we toss that word around more so as children and thinking, okay, how can we build this child's or this adolescent self-esteem? And I think as adults, we don't put enough effort into maintaining our self-esteem and increasing it. So that's one of the areas that I really am just passionate about and talking about.
0: I'd like to, through the course of today's discussion summer, I'd like to dispel some of the myths about self esteem because a lot of people really don't understand this thing uh-huh and they have they have an understanding of it that's actually keeping them more captive, yeah it's not allowing them to move forward, for example, they'll rely on other people to build their self esteem
1: Yes, absolutely you no,
0: know, I think there's a lot we can do for each other to help. And to validate and Uh to to build each other up. But as long as you're putting that responsibility on someone else, you're missing the boat.
1: Right. Because what happens when they are gone? Mm -hmm. What happens if there isn't anything external that's coming at you?
0: So one of the common beliefs, and maybe this is one of the myths that I'd like to dispel, is that I will have healthy self-esteem if people treat me well, Mm -hmm. if people say nice things to me. If I achieve a lot. Right. You know, these are some of the common ones. So and there are others, too, that I think we'll get to right. throughout the course of the program today. Great. So I want to encourage all of our listeners to just start thinking about that. We're going to be back in about two minutes after we give you just a brief word from our sponsors. Stay with us.
2: A week with your sweetheart in paradise, spending that same week with other like minded couples who live in abundance, increasing your knowledge through powerful seminars geared toward helping you take your marriage to a new level. This is only a fraction of the value waiting for you on this year's Marital Magic Couples Cruise. Producer Retreats has teamed up with Dr. Paul and Craig Rollo to set the theme for this year's cruise as a more perfect union. Join us on January 26, 2008, as we visit the beautiful Eastern Caribbean islands aboard Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. Call 1 800 591 2432 to select your package and book your spot. You can get more details at producerretreats.com. Limited cabins are available for this event, so book today by calling 1 800 591 2432. We'll see you on board.
0: If you are anything like me, that pile of books that you want to read is growing faster than the pile you have finished. When I recently completed Abundant Reading Systems course, I added a skill that now allows me to read much more rapidly and efficiently. I'm so excited about the potential that this brings to people that I am teaming up with Abundant Reading Systems to bring you an all-new single-day intensive speed reading workshop on Saturday, September 8th. In this intensive one-day workshop, we will teach you the principles behind effective reading and give you some techniques to begin applying those principles immediately. You can even apply your tuition toward the six-week course if you want to go farther. Register by calling 801-221-0223 or by clicking the events link at drpaul.org. That's 801-221-0223. Welcome back to Live on Purpose. Just before the break, we were talking a little bit about our topic for today's program, which is self-esteem. And there's a lot of myths surrounding this topic. There's a lot of false beliefs out there. And uh, I don't know if now is the time or not, Summer, but uh, at some point during this discussion, I'm going to throw something out there that might just kind of tip people over a little bit. Sure. Sure. Uh, but that's okay, because we're going to help you yeah. back up.
1: <laughs> it's reassuring, right?
0: <laughs> I want to I tap on some of your expertise and your experience and skill at this point, because you have, you have come to understand this thing in a way that a lot of people haven't. Let's talk for just a minute about the development of self-esteem. Kind of your take on where it comes from, and and this whole concept of self esteem and how we how we develop it.
1: Sure, I um, one of the areas that I think, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I think sometimes we focus so much on developing or building self esteem um, to, towards children and towards adolescents because we fear that that they won't feel okay or that they won't feel accepted or um, you know appreciated or they won't feel good enough, and so we really focus on that a lot. Um, as we, you know, on children, towards children. And I think if you look at it almost in, you know, the word building, we think of the word building, self-esteem. And I, you know, just for a visual picture, I'm a visual person, so I like to provide Mm -hmm. visual aids for people. But if you think of building something, you know, think of building your home or think of building just something um, out of blocks or something like that. It takes work and it takes skill and it takes effort. And it doesn't just happen because someone says, Good job. You are Mm -hmm. great. It doesn't come from those things alone. One of the areas that I have read and researched a lot, especially in the development of this for early on in your life, is that um, self-esteem does not come from praise. It actually comes from praising effort and praising work the effort that you put into it. So when you see a child mm. and, or an adolescent and you look at something they've done, oftentimes we think that we are doing a good job when we say, great job, you know, look at that A or look at that mm. picture, it's beautiful. And Focusing
0: ex- on the results. Huh?
1: Absolutely, and I think that's where we... Um, are mistaken in in our efforts to help build self-esteem is we focus too much on the result of what happens versus the effort and the work that they put into what they're doing. Um, That's really where it it comes Mm -hmm. from and it is developed and um, it's really interesting. There's an article that is entitled How Not to Talk to Your Child and that I just love and have loved it for so long because it really helps us as adults understand our role in developing self-esteem mm-hmm. for people. But again, I, I think that's where I feel like is one of the earliest um, developments in, in, in self-esteem however as adults as we mentioned earlier one of the things i think we focus on again too much is the external validation Mm. that we receive and in fact self-esteem is one of the areas that internally it is much more important and validated that we uh, gain that is in the internal versus the external sense of the Mm -hmm. word
0: you know as you were talking about that i I thought of uh, some discussions I've had with Woody Woodward. Uh And uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to get to know Woody much, but uh, for our listeners, if you go to lawofimportance.com, you can get a little introduction to Woody and some of the things that he's doing. And he talks about that very thing, about how uh, becoming more internal Mm -hmm. in the motivation Mm -hmm. uh, is a key to success and prosperity. Because as long as you're relying on external factors you're waiting for that stuff outside of you to change before Uh you can be okay. Yeah. And that is so common in people's concept of themselves.
1: Right. I think you develop these, you know, talents and abilities as, you know, a child or as an adolescent or even as a young adult. And I think sometimes we cling on to those as our areas of self-esteem and, and many Mm -hmm. of them are external. You know, I'll use an example, a sport example or a dance example or a, um, you know, a leadership example of some kind where, you know, you were praised a lot for your academic performance or your dance ability or your athletic Mm -hmm. ability. Well, as you get older, you don't get that praise from the coach or from your teachers or from your parents as much in those areas because they're not there anymore. And so we have Mm -hmm. to really understand, you know, look at it very critically and develop that internal self-esteem so much um, so that even if those external things disappeared, that we would still have that sense of worth and validation and goodness.
0: You know, I have have known and observed and seen for quite a while now that people tend to be their own worst critics.
1: Absolutely.
0: And uh, this is an interesting phenomenon because uh, there are standards or criteria by which you judge yourself. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't apply those same standards and criteria to someone else. No. For the most part. I mean, you're you're holding yourself to this just unrealistic standard. Mm-hmm. And if you see anybody else doing exactly the same things that you're doing, you wouldn't judge them nearly as harshly.
1: Never, never. We have very high expectations for ourselves and we give others the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt most often. So
0: here's where I want to tip you over just a little. This is great. <laughs> because, and, and I've been fired for this before summer, <laughs> <laughs> when, when I suggest that people's, people's problem with low self-esteem is actually a problem of pride. And that's where they get, you know... <laughs> A get little hot under the collar. Sure. Yeah. And they don't see it right off. But let me help you to see it. And it has to do with this standard that I was talking about because you're holding yourself to a higher standard than you would hold anyone else to. Mm-hmm. Well, why is that? Are you a special case of some kind? <laughs> see, now it starts to sound a little bit more like pride. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have um, some scriptures that I like about this too. Uh, One in particular that says, remember, the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. Right. All right. So if you and I don't know what you uh, listeners believe about God or the scriptures or whatever. But uh, in this particular scripture, the context is that God has an opinion about your worth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Now, (laughs) if your opinion differs from that, what are you saying? Are you saying that your opinion is better than God's? Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's starting to sound more like pride, isn't it? Yeah. Starting to sound more like, step aside, God. I know better than you right. what my worth is, and it, you know, it's low. And meanwhile, he's saying, well, I think it's high. Well, who's right? <laughs> and a lot of people who are holding themselves in such contempt hold other people in esteem.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, And they're willing to say, oh, they're good people.
1: Right. Often.
0: Uh, Well, so again, what's the difference? Are you some kind of a special case? And if you think of yourself as a special case, then you got a problem with pride, pure and simple. It's
1: easy to identify the high end of the spectrum of those that, you know, think they're a special case because of a Mm. extraordinary ability. It's okay for us to, you know, associate that with arrogance or cockiness. Kind of the
0: I'm better than you approach, Uh, huh?
1: Right, right. When in fact, you know, it'd be interesting for each of us to take a look and examine, you know, do they have that, that area of thinking or are they, you know, excited for what their abilities and their skills are? Um, you know, instead of looking at on the bottom end of the spectrum, oftentimes it is that same way of thinking. Well, you know, I'm worse than them. How is that different other than the change of better Then mm-hmm. it's the exact same words? But it feels really different to us when we hear it. And I really challenge all of the listeners to examine the difference of when they say those things out loud or when they say those things to, uh, to, uh, to or about other people and hear how different that feels.
0: Mm-hmm. It's using a vertical scale, right? If you put yourself on that scale and you say that you're better than someone, you can see how that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And and most people would agree. Oh yeah, that's not a good thing to do. But what if you put yourself below someone? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. That's what you're saying. Isn't it summer? That it's the same problem Yeah. and you're going a different direction, but it's exactly the same problem.
1: Absolutely.
0: Think about it this way too. Let's say that you are putting yourself down. Okay. And you're saying, well, I'm not as good as other people. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you mean? Do you mean all other people or just some (laughs) other people? And I've had some people be so bold as to tell me in my office, no, I mean everybody else. Mm -hmm. Oh really? So you're the bottom, the very bottom bottom (laughs) slot. Okay. And then I throw out some fun examples, like, you know, Saddam Hussein and <laughs> just to get him riled up a that little bit. So agree <laughs> you're worse than him too, huh? <laughs> you know, and, and, and then they'll say something like, well, I shouldn't judge him. I don't know his heart, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Well, what are you doing? You're judging someone. And just because it's you doesn't make it tr- make it right. Absolutely. There's still a problem with pride.
1: Yeah, I love that example. I think I think that if as people examine that, you know, and look at there's just a difference of words in there, the emotion still rings true, the emotion is still the same. But we are so quick to give everyone else an excuse um versus ourselves. We are again like you said our worst enemy sometimes because we label um, those strong words and we give others, you know, excuses or we give them the benefit of the doubt. But when it comes to ourselves, we have these extremely high expectations. And a lot of that, again, I think comes from who we were at one point in our life. You know, if each of us can look at Mm -hmm. and think of when did I feel the best in my life? What was I doing and who was I with? And, um, what were the accomplishments that I had? And then we look at things how they are now. Most of us will say, Well, that was in high school, or Well, that was when I was little. And we really discount our experiences as, as adults and don't give enough credit to our confidence and our self esteem today and, and the accomplishments that we've made as adults.
0: And the focus is often, as you're pointing out, is often on the negative aspects. Mm-hmm. And we lose track of all of that positive stuff. And there's always more good stuff than there is negative stuff. Right. There's always more going right than there is going wrong. And some people will challenge me with that thinking. But even at the worst parts of your life, uh, you know, you can you can do a little inventory. Mm-hmm. Well, do my eyes work? Uh-huh. Uh, do my ears work? Right. <laughs> is my heart still pumping? Is there still air to breathe? mm mm-hmm. Is there still beauty to see in this world? There's so much that you just miss if you get your focus too much on the negative stuff. And when you focus on it, you get more of it.
1: Definitely. That's,
0: that's something we've talked about a number of times on this show. It, it tends to increase if you focus on it.
1: Absolutely. Our areas of accomplishment seem to diminish as we get older.
0: Mm. And that's all a matter of opinion. Right. So hopefully that didn't tip you over too bad. <laughs> We're going to try to pick you back up, too, if it did. Just think about that. Chew on it for a few minutes. We'll be right back. If you are anything like me, that pile of books that you want to read is growing faster than the pile you have finished. When I recently completed Abundant Reading Systems course, I added a skill that now allows me to read much more rapidly and efficiently. I'm so excited about the potential that this brings to people, that I am teaming up with Abundant Reading Systems to bring you an all new single day intensive speed reading workshop on Saturday, September 8th. In this intensive one day workshop, We will teach you the principles behind effective reading and give you some techniques to begin applying those principles immediately. You can even apply your tuition toward the six-week course if you want to go farther. Register by calling 801-221-0223 or by clicking the events link at drpaul.org. That's 801-221-0223. This is Dr. Paul the shrink who expands your life I'm so glad that you've joined me for the Live on Purpose podcast please visit my website drpaul.org there you can subscribe to my weekly e-zine Empower browse the events page to get connected with what's coming up or pick up some CDs or other great products I also want to point you toward our sponsors creationtreecoaching.com and producerretreats.com
2: Relishing a week with your sweetheart in paradise. Spending that same week with other like-minded couples who live in abundance. Increasing your knowledge through powerful seminars geared toward helping you take your marriage to a new level. This is only a fraction of the value waiting for you on this year's Marital Magic Couples Cruise. Producer Retreats has teamed up with Dr. Paul and Craig Rollo to set the theme for this year's cruise as a more perfect union. Everything I read. Join us on January 26, 2008 as we visit the beautiful Eastern Caribbean Islands aboard Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. Call 1-800-591-2432 to select your package and book your spot. You can get more details at producerretreats.com. Limited cabins are available for this event, so book today by calling 1-800-591-2432. We'll see you on board.
0: back to Live on Purpose. Summer and I have just been chatting a little bit during the break, and uh, I want to take this to a helpful place right now, okay? Because we've we've dispelled some of the myths about self-esteem, and it's bringing up some questions in my mind. Okay. Some that I've thought quite a bit about, and uh, I've helped people with before, too, and that is, well, what do you do about it? hmm so I want to throw that out to you first of all okay? and just kind of pick your brain a little bit about what can someone do? Let's say that I'm a, I'm a client mm-hmm. okay? and I call you up and I want to come in and get some coaching or some therapy from Summer Morris. And one of the things that I share with you is that I really don't feel very good about myself. Okay. In fact, sometimes I might think I hate myself what would you do? What would you tell this person or how would you counsel them?
1: Well, I think again, I think sometimes in the healing area of this, we kind of are, are often focused or we get stuck on the myths and we, it has to do with allowing yourself to think differently. First and foremost, it has to do with allowing yourself to think that you might be wrong (laughs) about (laughs) your opinion about yourself.
0: Summer, I love that. (laughs) I love that. You just said, probably the most important thing that people can understand. And that is that they have to think differently. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that's created in your life is there because of your thoughts.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think we don't, again, I, I've mentioned, I've said these two words and not a lot over this time, but I think we don't give ourselves enough credit. We We discount it. And We need to recognize that it does start with your ability to think differently and allow yourself to envision yourself to being, you know, feeling something, something different. I've often said to people, okay, let's just picture this, almost a picture this moment Mm -hmm. of picture yourself not feeling the way that you do. What would you do? what would you do in your day mm. you know how different would your choices be what would you do who would you be with where would you go and you know it's really interesting because most people will just look at me with a blank stare and think i don't know because they don't they give themselves they haven't even
0: thought about that no have they?
1: no they're so stuck in the thought patterns of i'm i'm right about myself i have to be this way i'm not good enough i'm not okay and um, it's amazing to them to even ponder on the fact that they might be wrong about their thinking. They've never even allowed themselves to think differently or have the mm-hmm. opportunity to challenge their thinking. And so that's first and foremost what I do with people and for people is I challenge their thinking that they may be wrong. And then we talk about different characteristics and abilities that they might have to increasing their confidence and in increasing their worth and self esteem. And one of those areas is I think we discount the word character a lot in our vocabulary. And and that's one of the areas I really ask people, so what do you think the word character means? Having character. We look at people sometimes and some of the strongest people we look at and think, oh wow, they have an amazing character or, you know, they have this or that. And I think we discount that word so often. And so I want to attach some strong words um, with the word character. And those are integrity and honor. Um, I Mm. love those two words to used mm-hmm. with used with that word of character um integrity you know what does that mean for someone holding mm-hmm. true to themselves and being true um and honor is living to me is you know there's lots of definitions but for me honor is living true to those things that you hold true about yourself and um mm-hmm. that's where i really challenge people's thinking on is what is your character how strong is it what does that mean to you and because we don't, like I said, we don't even really say that word. That's kind of a mm-hmm. word that we don't use in our vocabulary enough.
0: Well, and you're, t- you're redirecting them with those kinds of questions. You're taking them from that external focus back to an internal focus. Mm-hmm. What's going on inside of there? Right. I thought of a couple of questions that I like to ask Good. too. And, uh, one of those is, are you sure? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, when they say, oh, I just don't feel like I'm worth anything. Mm-hmm. Are you Sure.
1: Or the, a question of, I don't think I've accomplished what I thought I would as an mm-hmm. adult, you know?
0: And then another one I like is, how do you know that?
1: Mm-hmm. Who says? And,
0: who says? Yeah, that's a, that's a good <laughs> one too. How do you know that? And really what it comes down to is, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel that way. Right. That's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. As if their feeling is evidence enough that they're right. <laughs> you know, and they miss the whole concept that your feelings are caused by and driven by your thinking
1: Mm -hmm. and to highlight that you know the word feeling and emotion i think one of the other areas that i really try and help people understand is that self-worth and self-esteem comes from again here's an internal skill it comes from being compassionate um, and using your ability to have compassion for people. There's a difference. When I say that word, I really want you to think about what that means because it doesn't just mean going and doing nice things for people, you know, doing mm-hmm. some kind of act of service. That's not at all what compassion means. And I think sometimes we, we, have, uh, we can have a lot of compassion for other people but we don't Mm -hmm. have compassion for ourselves. And that's a really bold, strong word. Again, words that we don't often use to describe ourselves. Um, We give it to other people. Mm -hmm. They're really compassionate. But um, in order to continue to develop and maintain um, and progress in your self-esteem, I think that it is, take a look at the word compassion in your life. Think how much you give Mm -hmm. to other people and to yourself in that area.
0: And what would it look like? Mm-hmm. if you were to truly have compassion for yourself? Right. And why would you exclude yourself? Again, are you a special case? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to say that, you know, there's something about you that that excludes you from this general principle or rule that, that governs compassion?
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I think um, one of the other... Areas, or one example I think of that is you know, when you think about compassion, is the word initiative and taking initiative in your life. I think sometimes when we're feeling really low and discouraged, um, if you look at what it is that you're doing. You're kind of, you know, Paul, this is rings true for your, the title of your show, but of, of live on purpose, because I think often what we do is we just let life happen. We just Mm -hmm. let it happen around us and we fall, keep falling and keep falling and keep feeling, constantly feeling worse about our abilities and our talents and our accomplishments. Instead of making your life happen, we let it happen to us. And To me, that is, you know, Mm. one of the biggest areas of weakness that we have is we allow things to happen. And even, you know, therefore, if we allow the action to happen, our emotions are going to come through with a response. And usually, they'll be negative. Mm -hmm. They'll be negative about that.
0: That's right. Asking the right questions makes a big difference too, Mm -hmm. don't you think?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: There's a whole... And I'll do a whole podcast episode about this at some point. But there's this... This uh, paradigm, there's two different paradigms that you can choose, the victim or the agent. Mm -hmm. And a victim question is something like, why me? Right. Why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. You know, why now? These these are victim type questions. I just read a book not too long ago called QBQ, The Question Behind the Question. I believe the author on that is John Miller, if anybody wants to look it up. But uh, in this book, he suggests that there's... There's a better way to ask questions. And the, the, the first guideline is that this question should start with the words how or what. Instead of who, why, or when. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you start with how or what. The second guideline he gives is that it should contain the word I. Instead of me, we, or they. Sure. Reinforcing or you. the internal. Right. Bring mm-hmm. it inside. Mm-hmm. And then it should be focused on action. So that's the third guideline. So, a really great, great question. If something goes wrong in your life, and, <laughs> and again, I'd have to ask, well, how do you know it's wrong? You know, a lot of things just happen in life. Sure. And some things are painful, some things are difficult. That doesn't mean that they're wrong or bad. It just means that they're painful or difficult. Mm -hmm. And you get a whole package of those things in your life. And at that time, what if you were to ask an agent question instead of a victim question? What could I do to improve this situation? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. It starts with what? It's got the word I and it focuses on action. How can I make a difference here? Mm
1: -hmm. How can i turn this into something positive you know when there's a Mm -hmm. horrible situation often we just attach that with a negative consequence well how can you turn it into a positive one even if Mm -hmm. it is a painful experience how can it how can you again make it happen instead of letting it Mm -hmm. happen how can you make it happen so that there's a positive outcome
0: Mm -hmm. that's right asking the right kind of a question is going to help with your Mm self-esteem because it's going to get you onto the paradigm that leads to freedom and happiness and prosperity and success rather than the paradigm that leads to captivity and misery and and all the yuck that you have to wade through if you choose to be a victim.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: Here's another one that I really like. And actually, this is a message. It's not a question, but a message. And especially for you parents out there, but really anybody who's got a relationship of any kind. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's pretty much everybody, right? <laughs> pretty much all of us if you can send the message to those important people in your life or your children or your spouse, or even yourself that you can handle it, that I think is one of the biggest self-esteem builders. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't help. For example, if you're working with kids and we could have a whole show probably about how to work with yeah. kids, which we'll do actually. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Just, uh, what a great idea. <laughs> um, when you're working with kids, especially Uh, Some people get into the trap of saying, of reassuring them, oh, it'll be all right. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not a bad thing to say necessarily, but sometimes you don't know that everything's going to work out, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that somebody wants it to.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, we'll find your lost thing. Right. Maybe you won't, you know, oh, so-and-so won't die. Well, they They will will. actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so don't make promises you can't keep. But what if you were to send a very different message, and the message is, I know you can handle this. I know you have what it takes to handle anything that comes. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be here for you. Mm -hmm. And I know you can handle this.
1: What an incredibly powerful internal, you know, pondering thought that they would think as, you know, as a child. Instead Mm -hmm. of, okay, my mom and dad, they'll fix it. They, you know, they're heroes. They can Mm -hmm. fix it. But instead, I can
0: or the world or circumstances will change to make it okay. Uh-huh. But go internal. Right. I can handle this. Got one more segment coming up. Stay with us through this break.
2: Relishing a week with your sweetheart in paradise. Spending that same week with other like minded couples who live in abundance, increasing your knowledge through powerful seminars geared toward helping you take your marriage to a new level. This is only a fraction of the value waiting for you on this year's Marital Magic Couples Cruise. Producer Retreats has teamed up with Dr. Paul and Craig Rollo to set the theme for this year's cruise as a more perfect union. Join us on January 26, 2008 as we visit the beautiful Eastern Caribbean Islands aboard Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. Call 1-800-591-2432 to select your package and book your spot. You can get more details at producerretreats.com. Limited cabins are available for this event, so book today by calling 1-800-591-2432. We'll see you on board.
0: If you are anything like me, that pile of books that you want to read is growing faster than the pile you have finished. When I recently completed Abundant Reading Systems course, I added a skill that now allows me to read much more rapidly and efficiently. I'm so excited about the potential that this brings to people that I am teaming up with Abundant Reading Systems to bring you an all-new single-day intensive speed reading workshop on Saturday, September 8th. In this intensive one-day workshop, we will teach you the principles behind effective reading and give you some techniques to begin applying those principles immediately. You can even apply your tuition toward the six-week course if you want to go farther. Register by calling 801-221-0223 or by clicking the events link at drpaul.org. That's 801-221-0223. So, Summer, as I was listening to the commercials, well, we were talking during the commercials, but (laughs) I noticed that they're the same commercials we played last week. Yes. (laughs) But they're good. We've got a brand new show here. This is our (laughs) second episode. Those of you who are listening in, thank you for, for subscribing to this show. If you're aware or if you personally would like to explore the possibility of advertising on this show, I'd be happy to mix these commercials up a little bit. And until I get other sponsors, I'm going to continue to run my commercials. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, quite frankly, this cruise that we're sponsoring, I just, uh, I feel like that packs so much value into a week for couples. And if we can help you take your marriage to the next level, we really want to do that. So... Uh, I, I believe in what I'm advertising.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
0: but if any of you would like to explore that possibility, send me an email, Dr. Paul, at liveonpurposeradio.com. dot com, and uh, we have a rate sheet. We have some other things that we could send out to you, uh, so that you can explore that possibility. We can we can help you put together a, an ad if you'd like. So that's available. I just want to let let you folks know that. Um. Back to our topic, Summer, when we were chatting during the break, you mentioned some things that I felt were just key. Um, One of the things that some of my clients tell me when we're talking about self-esteem, how they feel about themselves, is they say, but I really do have these weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, as if, okay, then you can have low self-esteem. That's all right. Then, yeah, you're okay. Talk about the weaknesses for a minute, will you?
1: You know, I think that's one of the areas that we just um, really fall short in exploring and and looking at. You know, one of the things that I've realized through working with people for so long and through acknowledging through my own abilities and strengths is that sometimes our greatest strengths and our greatest areas of confidence and self-esteem come because of a weakness that we once had. And I, I challenge again. I pause for just a moment because I really want you to challenge your, your thinking a little bit and look back on, you know, what are the areas that I just feel I excel in right now and, or that I've really struggled with excelling in. And often they will, come, they will be there because of a weakness that we once had. And I think sometimes we don't allow ourselves to have weaknesses. We think, oh, well, self-esteem, that means we don't have any weaknesses. We don't have any faults. Mm. Oh, I hope not. (laughs) We have to be this perfect person. And, you know, we don't. That There's never going to be a perfect person. You will never be perfect. You will never be perfect at all things. And I think we have to allow ourselves to have faults and acknowledge that, you know, sure i've got them and that's okay i think we need to have humor <laughs> sometimes that's the mm-hmm. easiest thing to you know recognize is I, I often do that i know the areas that i have that i am weak in and that because i know them and i acknowledge them and i take responsibility for them i can laugh at them and joke about them and i can also most importantly see if i can make them a, a great strength and a great accomplishment mm-hmm. that i can use
0: that's you know i'm working on a book that's based on the theme, leveraging life's liabilities. Mm-hmm. And I, I've thought of a subtitle of, uh, what do you do with a pile of crap? <laughs> Maybe that itself, <laughs> I don't know. I think
1: it would. <laughs> but, uh,
0: basically it's an acknowledgement of just exactly what you're saying. Everyone has weaknesses mm-hmm. and listeners just think about what your favorite weakness is yeah. right now. You know, the one that you cling to, the one that you blame for your low self-esteem, the one that just eats at you when you're, when you're thinking about what you want to change in your life. Everyone has them.
1: Think about that question of, you know, what do you allow yourself to always go back on when you don't excel or when you don't feel accomplished, you know, think about what you say to yourself. Oh, well, that's because mm-hmm. of this. Oh, well, that's because of that. Well, guess who has the ability to change that? You and do.
0: Your circumstances in life just don't matter that much. <laughs> Quit kidding yourself. They just don't matter that much. If you don't believe this, I want to turn your attention to a couple of things. In fact, you can go on the internet. You can go to YouTube, which is just, it's a place where people post their own videos, right? <laughs> and a lot of it's just garbage. <laughs> but there was one that really inspired me. If you go to YouTube and you and you search for Ben Underwood, okay, have I told you about this I one, Summer? I haven't seen that, no. Ben Underwood... Is this, I think he's 15-year-old kid who at the age of two, I think, had some medical problems and both of his eyes were surgically removed. Oh my goodness. And he is completely blind as a result. Does that surprise you? No. <laughs> he has no eyes. How could he see? So he's completely blind. Well, in this video that you can watch online... He's being interviewed by this television reporter, and they're walking down the street. And he's not using a cane or a dog or anything. He's just walking down the sidewalk in his bare feet. And he's doing fine. Mm -hmm. And there's a garbage can that's sort of tipped over and sort of blocking his path a little bit. Well, as he approaches the garbage can, he just kind of veers off and walks right around it and then gets back on the sidewalk. Now, think about that for a minute.
1: How did he do that? Yeah,
0: well, that's what the reporter was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you notice that he's doing this clicking sound as he walks. He clicks with his mouth. Okay. And he, he gets around the same way dolphins or bats or, you know, it's called echolocation. hmm He's learned how to do that, for heaven's sakes. Wow. Okay? And this kid gets on a skateboard. And he's out skateboarding on the street. And there's cars coming. And there's parked cars. And he's missing everything. He's doing just fine. Now... Here's the point that I'm getting to. Aren't there other 15-year-olds in this world who can skateboard and who can walk down a sidewalk and miss a garbage can?
1: Yes, there are. Of
0: course there are. <laughs> do you think there are some that can do it better than Ben Underwood? Sure. Sure. What makes him remarkable? What, what gives him the power to inspire the millions of people who have seen that clip? It's his disability him. isn't it? It's his weakness mm-hmm. He has leveraged that liability to create huge, immense value for himself and others it's other amazing. people
1: will look at him and feel inspired just by seeing that, That's whereas right. he's not inspired necessarily because you know I have this ability this disability, and so you know look at that, look what I you know look what I can do. Mm-hmm. He just has the weakness and he found a way to also make it a strength or make it something he is, he doesn't see as a disability or a weakness anymore. He just went on. That's a powerful
0: example. There's another cool clip that I've seen. I can't tell you the name of it, Uh, but it was one that was emailed to me about a two, a four fingered piano concert pianist Mm -hmm. from Korea. I think it was. And this gal has some, some birth defects. And uh, she ended up with two fingers on each hand. And she plays a mean piano concert. <laughs> it's just amazing. You could probably find that if you Google it or something. Sure. But, again, this the point is the same. There's probably other 20-year-olds. I think she's 20-ish. There's probably other 20-year-olds who are better concert pianists than she is. Mm-hmm. But I doubt that there's anybody else out there with four fingers doing it like she is.
1: Right, right.
0: So get over the fact, people, that you have weaknesses. Everybody does. Join the party. Mm-hmm. Get in line. Take a number.
1: <laughs> we all do.
0: Right? But get out of your victim story. Mm-hmm. And, and start to live on purpose anyway. If you can learn how to do that, how powerful is that going to be? I could tell you story after story after story. Of my clients or people who have inspired me or other people who take life's liabilities and instead of going into the pity party and the low self-esteem thing, Mm -hmm. they make an agent choice, a hero choice. You said something during the break, Summer, about superheroes.
1: Right. Sometimes we have this, you know, mentality of I have to be, you know, a superhero. I have to be perfect. I have to be the greatest, you know, the greatest mom, the greatest dad, the greatest wife, the greatest husband, you know, the greatest neighbor or, you know, friend. And sometimes, you know, when you look at superheroes, each of them has a weakness. Otherwise, you know, what would happen? There's not a hero that we can look at, you know, in the comic book world, And think, oh, they don't have a weakness at all. You know, there's, there's mm, all true, the huh? superheroes have a weakness. They all do. And, you know, because, and I, I've thought about that and I thought, why, do you, why are they portrayed that way? Well, if you don't have a weakness, then there isn't an area for you to improve on.
0: And it's really not very impressive to see you get through the challenges if they're not really challenges.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You think about Superman with his kryptonite. You know, yeah, exactly. Or anything else. There's always the weakness, and we all have them.
1: Yeah, we do. Powerful message. And thank goodness.
0: Thank you, thank you Summer, for, for joining me today. Thank you for giving program. me the opportunity. Uh, before we wrap up, though, I want to make sure that people are aware of how they can get a hold of you. You've got, obviously, some some skills, some expertise, some knowledge that can really help people in their lives. And I've seen you do this for years, Summer, so... <laughs> I'm giving an endorsement, a little shout out, for my friend Summer Morris, who I believe can powerfully impact your life, especially, and I've seen, Summer, that you work especially well with adolescents, with kids. You work really well with adults, too, but I'm wondering how many of our listeners out there might want to get a little consultation or a little coaching. Uh, related to their kids, for example, their teenagers with self-esteem issues or confidence issues. And you really focus on those kinds of things. How can people get a hold of you if they want to access some of that?
1: Well, through the telephone, um, the number is through Preferred Family Clinic. It's 801-221-0223. And you can just ask for me. My extension there is 3113. And mm-hmm. I will also, um, I'm on the creation tree coaching website, um, at, it's summer at CreationTreeCoaching.com, and I will, I can be accessed through the email there.
0: So by email, summer at creation tree dot com. Uh-huh. by phone, it's, it's Eric code 801. Two, two, one, zero, two, two, three. And I assume that you do telephone consultation as well.
1: Absolutely. That okay. would be great. Of course. And e- I can excellent. do, I really enjoy doing on the individual level. And I also enjoy doing mm-hmm. group group settings. So, and speaking at groups and presentations.
0: And I know with, um, with creation tree coaching, you're one of the newer coaches and your bio and, and mugshot
1: yeah. is going to be <laughs> on that
0: website. It will be. Uh, so if you go to creationtreecoaching.com and follow the links to meet the coaches, they can get a hold of you that way as well.
1: Right. right. And you're
0: open for speaking engagements, consultations, training, seminars, all kinds of stuff.
1: Absolutely. I would love to, to do any of those. I'm really excited about doing that.
0: Summer, so fun to have you on board. Thank you for all of your contributions on today's program. I want to invite all of you to tune in again next episode for Live on Purpose with Dr. Paul, the shrink to expand your life. Have a great week, everybody.